Come on. Welcome to Life Flow. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Paul Rakovich. Paul, are you ready to do this? Let's go. Let's go. Strong Paul. and powerful. Awesome. Strong. <laughs> Paul is the CEO of Clicks and Clients. They're a digital advertising firm, and he's been doing digital advertising, wait for it, before Google even existed. So, Paul, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm uh, the kids have convinced me to take them skiing again today. So we're up in the mountains. Uh, so it's a big part of our lives living here in Colorado. But uh, in between them doing laps, you know, working on a couple of client accounts. So sneaking sneaking away and having a chat with you and just kind of a great a great thought in terms of the phone calls even having this morning my brother-in-law is starting marketing for his business and that's like one chat this morning and then we took a couple apps and then we've got a facebook client that spends a million dollars a month and we're trying to figure out this like really sophisticated problem issue gray area challenge and so that's that's the morning so far nice that's <laughs> That's uh, quite a bit of diversity. I imagine your brother-in-law is probably not looking to start investing a million dollars a month at this point. Not, he gave me his credit card, so we'll see how far it goes. But <laughs> Got it. So what is, I mean, how do you even, are those two absolute opposite things? Are they closer than, 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 than one might think? Yeah, they, they should. I think they should be closer. So what's interesting what I, what I see across clients, I would say there's three tiers. So there's the budget-driven advertiser, and this would be my brother-in-law initially, where you know if it's everyone wants to make money and they want it to work, and hey, if it works, we'll spend more. Like That's kind of, of course, the given and default. And that's almost sometimes something when someone says that, that's almost a little scary. Like It's almost a little too wishful thinking. But in his mind, like budget-driven, at first it was... You know, if you can spend two thousand dollars instead of three thousand dollars, that's better. I want cheaper leads. We're on a budget, um, and that's kind of where, like, I'd say people tiptoe into this. So initially, for him, it's um, you know, it's spend less money. And where I got him kind of to the next step of was we're going to run some ads. We're going to track phone calls. Or we're going to track people inquiring about private charters. So they've got. Um, this boat in the in the uh, St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands, in St. John, sorry. And these charters are like $5,000 a day for a charter and day trip kind of thing. And so I so said, the first step is we're going to spend some money. We're going to see if we can get the phone to ring, to get people to fill out the form. And then we're going to measure what it costs to get that phone to ring. And so he's you know, kind of on board with that. All right, that makes sense. We can track this. It's not necessarily... Um, just spending a budget. So that's kind of step two. And step three, where these big spenders are, you know, they're looking at, you know, I spent 3000 a million, but, but in my brother-in-law's case, right, they spent $3,000. We got 30 inquiries for charters. Uh, 10 of those turned into $5,000 trips. Um, and so that's getting a little more sophisticated. I would say the ultimate sophistication would be if he were to look at it and say, I got these $5,000 trips, but 30% of these people will come back and book again, you know, once a year, once every two years. 
And that's really what these big spenders at the highest level are doing. They're looking at lifetime value. And so to get a lead, of course, is important. To get an initial sale, of course, is important. But what we find a lot of times in these more sophisticated measurements is stuff that seems kind of cheap on the surface, you know, usually is probably pretty cheap and not great. And sometimes things that are more expensive on the surface um, actually are better. So, you know, initially we looked at it and he was like, these clicks in Google are really expensive. I hear Facebook's cheap, uh, which is kind of sort of not exactly true. But the Google clicks are more expensive because people are looking for a charter specifically, you know, we know they're going to spend some money. And so that's kind of, I, I think, where the spectrum is across the board. Nice. Well, I think that certainly makes sense. That's, that's, a, that's a good way to think about it. So how long, well, how long have, have people been, been doing ads on Facebook and Google? Has it been 10 years now? Yeah. Has it been longer? Initially, so when I got started, it was Overture. An Overture, uh, you'd put a keyword in, and then you would bid for that specific keyword, and you could find all these little pockets of like misspellings and funny stuff. Um, but basically, if I bid a dollar and you bid two dollars, uh, you would pay a dollar one. So you pay a penny more than the person above you, and it was just a matter. Sorry, below you. So it's just a matter of like, could you spend the money? then you could have a top spot. And we kind of play this game throughout the day of you'd bid $2. So then I'd bid, go from a dollar to a dollar 99 to make you pay two bucks. Then I'd log back in and you'd undercut me at a dollar 98. So then I would be paying two bucks. And it was just <laughs> this game that didn't have any real measure of quality to it. Just pay, pay, pay. And it was a lot of fun and it was kind of silly, but Google really changed the game on the quality side of things. And Facebook's obviously followed suit as well. And so um, look at it from like a, a impressions. There's so many impressions. Google wants to maximize impressions. If my ad's going to get clicked on out of 100 times, uh, out of 100 searches 10 times, I'm going to pay Google 10 bucks. They're going to make 100 bucks. If your ad's going to get clicked on two times out of the 100 because your ad's not as good, but you're willing to pay 15 uh, or even 20, Google's going to show me preferential treatment because your ad isn't quite as good. So there's an interesting massaging of quality, quality and price and bid uh, that, that pays a piece to this. Interesting. Um, yeah. And over the years, I would say it's gotten a lot more sophisticated. Google and Facebook are, especially before iOS, it was almost getting like too easy with Facebook. You could just say, target a ton of people that take this action and Facebook would just by and large figure it out or a heck of a lot easier than it used to be. So that automation, these data points that we can't see just writing an ad, you know, are certainly way different than where we were back in the day, just, you know, bidding a buck, then two bucks, then a buck, then, then a buck 50, then three bucks kind of thing. Got it. So it's gotten exponentially more complicated, I'd say. So you mentioned that ads weren't as good. Is, is that still a thing? Um, certain ads. I think the cheap stuff isn't as good. Um, maybe that's the part I'm thinking of. Like a good example. So we have got a client, big spender, and the desktop leads on the surface are more expensive. But when we look a couple of steps down, those leads are worth about 50% more. So someone not looking at that 
how those leads turned into actual paying customers would say, desktop's more expensive, you know, go to mobile, um, if they're even tracking that. So I think what I see a lot is the cheap stuff is cheap because it's not very good. <laughs> and, and someone's usually has this figured out in the competitive marketplace. And I feel like there's a little bit of probably a probably a stupid tax of like, we'll just pay a bunch. But I think there's also folks that are pretty savvy and figured out. Um, and we have a water restoration client. Those leads are 500 bucks a piece. Those clicks are $100, $200 a piece because your basement's flooded. Do a Google search, click on it, 200 bucks. You want someone there in an hour and that's worth a couple hundred bucks for that click. No question about it. Yeah, I'm probably not just casually searching. How do I get water out of my water basement? Restoration. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Well, that's, you, that's, yeah. Right. Even that, that would be a difference, right? So if you were searching how to, that would be different than like water restoration company near me. And so a how to search, like maybe you're looking for a company, maybe you're looking for like, where do I place the fans? Cause I spilled, you know, spilled my drink on the floor. Hmm. So even that might be a differentiator and the how to search, we might pay 10, 20 bucks for, but the companies near me, ultra specific, I need someone to show up today. That could be 200 bucks for that, just for that click, not even a phone call, but just that click. That certainly makes sense. So the click and, and then how do you, when, how, how is the phone call part different? Does Google know that they're taking an action and calling? Of course they do. Not, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so either, the, yeah, either they're calling directly from the ad, which of course they're measuring and then there's part of that, or they're going to a landing page or a website. And then we're tracking that with call tech tracking technology as well to figure that out. So Google may or may, or may not know that. Got it. Yeah, that's a great question. Which certainly makes sense. So when 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 you're talking to people, even if if, if it is, we'll just keep using your brother-in-law, your brother-in-law who's just yeah. getting started. Is it a conversation of, yeah, I totally get it. You're you're just getting started. You want value. You want to see if this is going to work. But if I can get you to to broaden your horizon a little bit and stop, not stop, but also yeah. to start thinking about. These folks are going to go with you once. They're going to have such a good experience that they're also going to buy from you in the future. So this more uh, this lifetime value. Is that a conversation you're having with everybody? Yeah, I think with him especially, it was let's see if the phone can ring. Because if we can't get the phone to ring, then we can't calculate lifetime value because it doesn't even matter. So that's kind of the first hurdle to get through. And so to me, that's do we have, there's a strategy and execution, right? So do we have the right strategy? Do we have the right keywords? If is, is that working? Uh, and then we run it. Are we getting phone calls? They seem decent. Let's take it to the next step. So I did that. And then the other part of it with him was just some realistic expectations. You know, we're um, a really, really good project. I would say if they're getting three to five return on the ad spend, and these are folks that are like tracking, optimizing, you know, they spend a thousand bucks. They know they make 5,000 that's getting pretty good. Getting past that, like seven, you know, seven, eight, like you're doing something really special. And so we talked just from an expectation standpoint of if you give me three grand and we get 10 grand in charters, like that's pretty awesome, you know, and you're not going to give me three grand and get probably not going to get a hundred thousand dollars in charters. Like we're not going to get a 30 X return. You know, let's not have that. 
let's let's have real ex- expectations. The other thing I said was, you know, if the charter is five thousand dollars, we're probably going to need to spend ten to fifteen thousand dollars, provided things are set up correctly, right? To get a feel for how this is doing, um, because we're we're just not going to spend three hundred bucks and no get a $4,000 sale. So some expectations around testing how what it's going to take to get enough information, but also not being wasteful and, you know, blowing his budget and pissing off a family member and not being invited to Thanksgiving. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. That's maybe, uh, that's, <laughs> those families are, this can be, this can be tricky. Evidence that, that, that you're confident in your work that you would take on brother-in-law. Yes. <laughs> worst case, worst case, it gets a refund, but, but also, I looked at the project and I said, I know we can do this. People are looking for these things and it, it should, it'll make sense. So let, let me just prove to you I can get the phone to ring. Then we can get more sophisticated. So, Yeah, I appreciate that. And so managing expectations, um, 3 to 5% return, but then it's also going to take time and money and attention yeah. and patience to, to do this testing and to figure out what the correct strategy is and then how to actually execute it. You need to understand yep. that going into a relationship like this as well. Yep. Yeah. I think even that example of like how to get out of the carpet versus, you know, if you could spend money on Google AdWords going in, uh, putting those keywords in 15 bucks a click, you get no phone calls, $2,000 in. It's like, well, this stunk. And, uh, you know, (laughs) Paul and George told me spend some money on it and now I have, and it stinks. And so that, I think it's hard starting out when there's a strategy issue like that, that's maybe missing. Um, yeah, same thing on the brother-in-law. There's there's keywords like boat rentals and uh, things that are they're they're close, but they're just not quite right. And that that could that could tank that could tank an account. Um, on the Facebook side of things, the creative is so important that you could have the perfect ad, the perfect targeting, but if the creative isn't rocking, then the account might not work. And so it can be hard when something isn't working or brand new to keep putting new stuff in, putting new stuff in, you know, knowing like, am I, am I getting closer to the gold or am I going down, you know, a hole that's, that has no promise. So I think that's where those initial like sanity checks of like, let's just see if we can get some phone calls. And if we're a week or two in and the phone's not ringing, then it's time to kind of reset. But, um, but we need to get 30, 40, 50, hundred clicks to this before we can even kind of start to, to think that. So I think that's the other piece to it too, is to get enough clicks to really see if this is to, to give this a go. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. Now, are there certain things that, that you see pretty commonly when people come to you and they say, Hey, want to start running ads and you say, well, let's slow down and make sure you've sort of gone through and cleaned up some of your processes or systems or first. Yeah, I think the, I think the landing page is the easiest place to do. So I think by default, people want to send people to a website and people just get lost. You know, they're very ADD. It's very, who's this guy? And what's George's website? Where did he go to college? And what's this other, you know, and they just get lost. So I think narrowing it down to one or two objectives and then having a page within the site that's dedicated to that uh, is super important. Those generally speaking, always do better than just the regular website. I'd say the flip side of that is um, no one thinks that their team or their staff like does a bad job handling leads, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say eight times out of 10, 
we submit a lead form to a client initially and um, you know, does get called back for two, three, four hours, two, three days. And so that's another piece of the strategy portion that can completely tank it. So we'll definitely do test leads to find out uh, is the store manager that even trusted answering this phone, like doing their job. And I know you think they are, and I know that they've been with you for 20 years and best employee ever, but uh, we had a, we had a client, they were a gym client, a gym equipment client phone would ring the sales guys would hear the whisper that was from Google. They'd hang up on the leads and we're like, what are these, what are they doing? And, and <laughs> we were spending a pretty good amount of money and they basically wanted someone to walk in the sales room buy the Primo treadmill, get the warranty, you know, get the commission, walk out. And so even just identifying that we said, all right, we're going to get these guys. We're going to create, uh, we're going to install a piece of software, calls the stores, going to force them to answer the phone, uh, let, let alone call leads back, right? Just answer the phone. So we install the software and the software tells us they're still not doing it. So the director of marketing had to go on kind of a road show to train these guys and, hold, and gals and hold them accountable to just answering the phone, let alone calling the leads back quickly, let alone calling them back more than once. So that process structure, um, if the leads sit for a long time, if they just get called back once, you know, they're, they're probably less, less than half of, if I would say they're 25%, maybe 20% as efficient as they could be just answering the phone, just calling back twice and just calling back quicker. So there are pieces that like we can bring the horse to water, but the client's less to handle. And I would say the processing and handling of those leads is rarely handled as well as folks think it is until it's tested and kind of secret shopped. So that's a big piece of the puzzle too. Yeah, that's that's surprising, but certainly not shocking that uh, yeah. that you want to trust but verify that what you expect is happening is actually taking place. And you know, in a time where we have every advantage in the world as marketers and to, to drive sales, you can't totally replace the whole sales piece. You still right. need to have people following up, listen answering the telephone when it rings and then actually yeah. following up with folks that have expressed interest. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There's a study about seven times. Uh, there's a couple of different studies out there with mortgage leads, a lot of data and mortgage very competitive, but uh, only a small percentage of the mortgages are closed on the first attempt. First call, they call right away. Someone answers. It's not until they get to that sixth, seventh attempt where you're getting into most of the deals that end up closing were contacted between the first and the seventh attempt. So that and speed are really important in these competitive marketplaces. The, the water restoration folks, if the phone's not answered, like they're on to the next, it's, you know, to forget, <laughs> you don't get a second chance. <laughs> no. Um, and, it, <laughs> and in fact, we've heard a couple of phone calls where they call and they're like, oh, you know, we, someone's already on the way and that's it. You're, you're toast. So. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, Paul, people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? I think no one's got it figured out. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of best practices. There's a lot of great stories of when it all works, but I don't know that anyone completely has it figured out. And I think it's just really nice to know that everyone, each account's different. Each project's a little different. Everyone's doing the best they can. The miraculous stories of million dollars a month, there's 10 behind it that, that struggled. And so 
I think knowing that that's a normal part of the process uh, is a big paradigm shift. Well, I think that is great stuff. It definitely gets a come on. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with clicks and clients? Sure, George. Uh, so clients at clicksandclients.com or clicksandclients, C-L-I-C-K-S-A-N-D-C-L-I-E-N-T-S.com. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Paul your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Give us the website again, Paul. Clicksandclients.com. All right. And that's C-L-I-C-K-S-A-N-D. C-L-I-E-N-T-S.com. That's it. Perfect. Thanks, George. Yeah, thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.